and welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. Hello, I'm Mike Harrison Wood. Hello, I'm Rachel Harrison Wood. Oh, you're not Cal Noble. I'm not Cal Noble. Oh. Way shorter. Yes. Yeah. You are, in fact, my wonderful wife, Rachel Harrison Wood. I am. Yes. That's true. So today, uh, Cal can't make it, unfortunately. He has had some emergency work very far away. That means that he can't join us for this brew. So I figured we would brew something that draws upon Rachel's previous experience. And we are making a tea pale ale. We are indeed. Um, so the tea part, because tea's delicious. And I worked at um, Wittard of Chelsea, uh, officially, for the... Uh, I think two years, a year, I can't remember. Um, it was a while ago now, admittedly, so I've had to do a bit of kind of recap research, but because the level of like customer service is so high there, you really have to know your stuff. And by know your stuff, I mean you have to drink tea constantly. It was it was a brilliant job. <laughs> I don't know why I ever left. <laughs> yes, so lots of uh, experience choosing not only the tea, not only the brewing method, but also when and where to add it to the beer. Absolutely, yeah. So. Lovely. Uh, I, I should say specifically, we're not just using any old tea. We are using jasmine green tea for this brew. Because we're fancy. Fancy. And we want that big, lovely flavour. So it is It is a pale ale. I'll give you a brief little rundown of the malt base. Uh, it's, it's mostly marisotta. We all love marisotta. Uh, you've seen uh, some oats as, and wheat as well. Uh, I've kept that quite low. It's also a bit of caramunic. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure you've tried any of that. No, um, I don't think I have. It's uh, or at least not raw. <laughs> no, I, I forgot to put out some little samples because there's so much tea on the table. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, but um, whereas Maris Otter is nice and sweet and bready, Munich's got like a little bit more of that uh, roasty, that not not roasty, uh, a sort of toastiness. Ooh. Like it's it's very very slightly toasted white bread, but still kind of raw. You know very that, that nice. type of flavour. And then Cara Munich is much, much more uh, sort of darker, yeah, sweeter. Um, yeah, but I think that nice. will lend itself really nicely to the jasmine. But there, yeah, there is That's just good. a touch of that, like yeah. tiny, tiny amount. Uh, perfect for it. Hopefully, uh, we are going fairly light on the hops uh, because obviously we want a lot of that jasmine and the and a hint of that green tea flavour to come through. And if we hopped with anything too extreme, it would completely swamp it. Boo. Similarly, the yeast, very simple. USO5, it's a classic. We love it. It's your favourite. Well, it's just, it's so easy and clean and lovely. Versatile. Yes. Let's talk about the interesting thing. Let's talk about the tea. What have we got? What have we got? So we've gone for a very standard, or just like literally Wittard standard jasmine green tea. Um, they don't say what the green tea base is for that, but um, my best guess is that it's probably a Dragonwell green. Um, it won't be anything particularly um, single origin or exciting in that respect, but it is a very lovely tea. It's got a, it's got a wonderful flavour. We've got a couple of um, brewing methods on the table at the moment, so I'm happily sipping away on some um, hot tea um, because I am... Picard um, and we've also got some cold <laughs> brew because it's just interesting to see how that differs and um, what the taste implications are really for kind of hot mm. or cold brewing um, which I think will have well we've had to kind of work out what temperature and how to deliver the the tea into the beer already yes and that's something that any brewer is going to be very well aware of the different 
stages happening at different temperatures is intrinsic and, and changes the flavour in, in quite big ways. Absolutely. So tell us, what's there? So we've got uh, the hot I brewed at 70. Um, our kettle doesn't do 75, unfortunately, and I just couldn't wait. So a little <laughs> bit lower than I would normally like. I usually boil the kettle at 80 and then let it cool to 75 before I brew. Um, but I also forgot about it, so I steeped it for about six minutes. Um, <laughs> whereas normally I would do kind of... Um, Probably three for this for this tea particularly, um, but anything kind of more delicate or a bit more expensive, I would err on the side of a shorter brewing time. Yeah. But essentially, the hotter or longer you steep it, the more, um, especially hotter, the more tannins come out. So bitter, um, it gets bitter, it gets very vegetal, it gets very, um, people can uh, say it has sort of a manure taste, Ooh. tastes a bit goaty. Which isn't the worst thing in the world no. as a lover of goat's cheese, but also not necessarily what you want in a floral tea. <laughs> no, and probably not what you want in a beer either. Yeah, no, probably not. Maybe a scrumpy cider. Yeah. Like that. Ooh. Yeah, it's got that, yeah, it's sort of the tannic edge that some of the very tannins, heavy ciders have. Yeah. Um, but as I said, if your green tea tastes like that, you've probably brewed it a bit wrong. Yes. Sorry. Yes, which is an, an easy mistake to make just because so much of breakfast tea is, well, black tea, and then that is supposed to be at 100. And, and just that's what you want to get out of it is that tannin and as well as the flavor. Yeah, keeping it really strong. Oh, yeah. Uh, talking of the black tea, the sort of high tannin finish of black tea, there was a beer I made about 12 months ago with uh, black tea. Specifically. Breakfast brew. Yeah, yeah, it was called Breakfast Brew. Uh, it was entirely made with Assam, so not Earl Grey, just black tea. And what I was really trying to experiment with was instead of having a bitterness from hops uh, that you would tend to, you know, see in, in West Coast IPAs and, and lot, uh, every beer yeah. uh, that you add hops to, I was hoping to get that really sort of astringent uh, sort of black tea tannin finish there instead just to sort of see what would happen as an experiment and it turned out kind of weird kind of weird it, it was kind of weird i mean we've drunk it all now so yes it's all gone that. So. it obviously wasn't bad no. um it yeah it was a bit weird um it didn't taste of tea much no you did get that astringency yes yeah um which to my palate it made it fascinating like really really interesting because there was all that flavor and then that certain bitterness that's very different but the one huge drawback was it wasn't refreshing. It didn't... No. Not like a hop dry bitter finish, which makes you want to have another sip. This beer prevented you at yeah. all uh, times. I think because it was quite an early uh, iteration in your brewing career, if you like. <laughs> um, it was all 500ml bottles as well. And there was just yeah. really... No, when we have finished them, so they obviously, again, weren't that bad. But there was a, a few times when it was just a bit like wish this was smaller or does anyone yeah. want to share this yeah, like i think we split yeah. a few bottles because there was so many people that were eager to try it as well yeah. as an experimental thing so. yeah i think it's taught you a lot about this one though yes yeah i now know <laughs> let's not make the tea really astringent yeah let's keep it nice yes so what is this thing that i'm about to shove in my face 
<laughs> that is um, the hot jasmine tea, which uh, was brewed at 70 and steeped for about six minutes. So probably a minute or so too long, but it's still nice. Um, mm. It's the same tea that we're going to put in the beer. So again, I think it's probably the base of a dragon well green. Um, and then green tea, well, green jasmine tea is, um, there's no physical bits of jasmine in there. Um, oh, really? how they make it is they it's actually a, like it's a beautiful story it's really romantic um, so they lay out the green tea um, sort of part way through the processing because there's various steps in, in um, green tea pro- well in all tea processing and then they pick the jasmine flowers when they're still closed in the in the morning possibly the early afternoon read some different things and been told various different things um we definitely had a tea that was we were told was picked at twilight which was adorable but i don't think it's true um but then they have to wait until dusk because that's when the jasmine opens and then they lay the jasmine flowers out with the tea and basically they just lay them together and the the tea leaves absorb the jasmine flavor and they do that several times um but they have to re re dry the tea in between because at that point it's already been dried once and then it's laid with the flowers and then obviously it absorbs moisture as well as the flavor. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a, a labor intensive process, um, which is probably why, well, there are cheap ones out there, but that's why like the very good Jasmine teas are just very, very good. Yeah. Um, it's really nice. It's, yeah. It's just, it's right. nice. It's sort of, it's, it's, you can imagine it in a terrible romance novel. Yes. Oh, she picked the jasmine flowers and I picked the tea and we fell in love. And we laid them upon. Yes. And then we lay on each other. Yes. So let's uh, sniff this first of all. Huge jasmine aroma. Yeah, it's really really, floral. Really big. Yeah. And lovely. I am a particular fan of jasmine tea. So one of the reasons why I was so keen to do this. But uh, I'm going in for a sip. Go for it. It, It's really lovely. This is um, the... So we probably started recording or at least um, setting things up about 20 minutes ago, I think. So it's been stood for a little while, which means obviously the longest tea stands, the more it oxidizes. So I'm on my second cup and I can taste the difference between the first one. Wow, already? Yeah. So I just think it's just that little bit, not on the turn, um, but just that little bit more bitter, that little bit more astringent, just a tiny bit. And that's something that develops through time, independent of temperature. Yeah, that's that's to do with the oxygen and uh. tea. All tea oxidizes um, once brewed, which is why if we if we leave the rest of the cup out um, overnight, it probably it will be very dark brown or black in the mm. morning. Yeah, at the moment it's 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 uh, sort of golden, like yeah, ambery, not amber, more yeah, like a pale ale basically. Yeah. It uh, it does actually look very similar to a pale ale. Yeah, which is useful. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I know that if the beer suddenly starts looking like a different color, that then that's not good. Uh, it, uh, and in contrast, it looks very different to the cold brew uh, uh, tea that you've got as well. Yeah, so same tea, uh, same tea leaves, but we have um, a cold brew bottle, which is basically just a giant kind of wine bottle shaped thing, but it's got a filter in the top. So you pop the tea leaves in with cold water. I did it yesterday, so it's been in for about 24 hours in the fridge. Mm. Um and basically, very, very similar to cold brew coffee. If you brew stuff long and cold, you really can't ruin it <laughs> at all. <laughs> you really can't. Um, you can't really get like those massive amount of tannins. You can't really get the kind of acrid, um, astringent, like bitter tastes out of the tea, out of any tea. Mm. Um, it's just, and it's really, really refreshing. Yes. 
I find the floral tea is quite refreshing anyway, um, but I think cold is just lovely. Yeah. And it, it, it looks colder as well, for, yeah. for want of a better word, uh, because it doesn't have that sort of glowing orange hue to it. It's more like just a pale, like lager. Like, yeah. Like really just yellow, yellow, yellow. So I would assume the difference is to do with, because obviously whenever you're making tea, a certain amount, like a tiny amount, but a certain amount of actual tea will dissolve into the water okay. or I suppose not dissolve, disperse, but very <laughs> tiny, tiny amounts. Yeah. Um, so I assume it's to do with that, but I don't know particularly what would make the difference between hot and cold in that. Maybe it's the oils. No. Hot uh, just releases oils better or something. Could it be something to do with the fact that the tea being warmer encourages oxidation slightly quicker than a, a colder beverage? Yeah, absolutely. could be that actually. I really don't know. Okay. But speculating. So much less aroma. Like yes. it's really cold in yeah. that regard. Like there there are there are hints and, and whiffs. And and if I'd been drinking nothing but just straight green tea all day, I would sniff this and go, Wow, that's that's so, so floral. But compared to the hot one, like it's just Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it is. It's, and it's then tiny. um I've just had a bit and I think the taste is not I think it's it's a very similar taste, but it it is kind of a dulled down thing. But you really don't get any of that. Even there's not even like a hint of bitterness. It's really no. smooth. It's really lovely. Yeah, yeah. Some no, ice I'm, cubes, I'm... some vodka. That'd be like that'd be great. <laughs> it's, but it doesn't seem sweet no. either. Like it's it's no. very refreshing. Yeah. Without being bitter and without being sweet, it's it's yeah. I, I guess yeah. the perfect cold. I mean, neither of them is sweetened because. I'm not insane. Um, so they are just tea and water um, in yeah. the various stages. Um, but I do think jasmine is a bit like vanilla in the sense that it isn't inherently sweet in itself, but it kind of, it almost tricks you. Like vanilla is yeah. not sweet, but you think it's a sweet thing because it's got something about it that just lends itself to that part mm. of your taste buds and brain and... And, and I, th- I think Jasmine's like that personally. And it is, uh, vanilla especially is often associated yeah. with sweet stuff because it's always used in sweet yeah. stuff. Uh, but then Jasmine's, you know, not. You've got Jasmine rice. Yeah. 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 But uh, just the, the flavour of that tastes sweet somehow. The the, the hot one, I mean, the, the hotter one. There's There's just a bit more. Maybe it is a touch of the oxidation actually rounds it out a bit and... Uh, Gives it a bit more body, for want of a, a better word. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, it really could be. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I think may- maybe the hot drinks are um, just have a different... Yeah, it might just be that it's hot and that's feel. affecting my mouth on a very physical yeah level or possibly the you know because obviously stuff straight from the fridge um, has less flavour yeah uh, like fruit and whatnot um so it could be that the the cold brew is suffering from maybe it needs to be left out for an hour but then it's not cold brew it's sort of room temperature yeah. brew well who wants that so now we've learned a lot about tea we must discuss where and when we're putting it in the beer so uh, you've mentioned a lot about oxidation and, yes. and the the troubles therein trials uh, and tribulations yes and and also the dangers of adding it too hot as well yeah. so black tea was easy peasy you put it in the boil yeah not the whole 60 minutes but i, no. I think i put it in uh 
just a couple of minutes before flame out to get a little bit of that uh, for the for the other tea brew. This one, I am staying so far away from the kettle. I, I yeah, don't want it needs it. to definitely stay away from the hot liquor. Yes, absolutely. So my plan is to make up a batch of about a liter. Yeah. Make uh, a whole brew batch at 75 uh maybe a like 76 77 uh because the adding the tea will actually cut cool it down slightly. yeah i don't know that's fine uh, you've got between like 65 yeah. and 81 to play with so it's it's not you're not gonna ruin it at that temperature uh and then brew that for two minutes maybe two a minute three and a half. yeah two or three maybe oh, cool let's try it. i mean i would i would um now you've tasted some i think i would just go by color yeah and it see, looks right. see how you feel, yeah. Cool. And then take that brewed tea with the leaves as well, which I should have mentioned I will be putting in a hop bag. Yeah. Uh, and then dumping the entire contents of that glass into the fermenter post-fermentation. So this is going to be the equivalent of dry hopping. So what temperature but, is that roughly? Um, so... I'm planning to ferment at about 16, 17 degrees. Okay. Uh, there is a process you can do when you're brewing called cold crashing. Uh, the theory is that you you rapidly drop the temperature and that causes a lot of the yeast and other sediment to fall out of uh, the beer very quickly, leaving uh, all of that sediment there when you drain the fermenter rather yeah. than coming into the kegs and but into the bottles. But you don't do that anymore. Uh, no, I, I am doing that. Oh, you are doing uh, that this time. Yes. Um, so the question becomes, do I want to add the brewed tea at fermentation temperatures or maybe post-cold crash? So it goes from that 75 degrees straight down to three degrees as quickly as possible, completely removing any chance of... Uh, extracting tannins yeah it would be very hard to overbrew it then because you'd have obviously the brew tea but then if you're putting essentially a giant tea bag in yes um but you'd be putting the giant tea bag in a already brewed once yep. whereas i mean green tea you can rebrew a bunch of times anyway but already brewed once so that's that's good and then it would be going in at sort of three then that's you know you're cold yep. brewing essentially then That'd be very interesting. And uh, the other benefit, of course, is that beer, the fermentation process creates a CO2 blanket on top of the, the liquid. Comfy. So obviously we're going to be disturbing that blanket by yes. putting in the liquid, but uh, putting in the tea, sorry. But it should be enough to prevent any oxidation whatsoever. Well, as, as prevent some at least, maybe. Um so, yeah hopefully that co2 will, and then when it's in the bottle when it's in the keg that co2 will remain in place and it will just keep everything nice and 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 as hopefully little a nice, as possible a nice pale gold yes and and i'm not gonna keep it in the fermenter for longer than 24 hours either the, the plan is you know cold crash drop the tea in keg it very quickly and the tea's not going anywhere near the keg it's not like i'm I know some people chuck hops in kegs sometimes and that mm. sort of thing, but I'm not. not and playing some people with do that. like fruit beers and stick a whole bunch of raspberries in the bottom of kegs, don't they? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. That would play havoc with our lines. Yes. So I think it's time for beer ye, beer ye. It's time for the beer news. How does it feel to be involved in some news? 
I feel very honoured. Yay. Is it new news? It's not new news. Oh, dear. It's old news. Uh, well, it's not that old. Uh, I've only just found out. So there is a strong tradition in Belgium and uh, other parts of Europe and recently in the US for a style of beer uh, designated Trappist, meaning uh, that it can only be, I think, brewed by or under the supervision of Trappist monks within the walls of the monastery. Recently, in the past couple of months, there has been England's first Trappist beer uh, coming out. It is called Tint Meadow. The beer is called that. Or that, the that, is is, called that. that is the name of the beer. Cool. So now they, they are joining the others around the world to become the 12th Trappist brewery. So not a lot. There's not a lot. There's not a lot. Uh, they've they've not been brewing as long as some of the Belgian ones, obviously. But uh, I think it's it's definitely something to look out for if you see a bottle of it and you like your rich, dark Belgian Trappist beers. Look out for Tint Meadow. Tint Meadow. That is T Y N T Meadow, spelled like meadow. Hooray. I assume that's the place. Uh, or something. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I'm definitely going to look out for it. And if we ever do a brew of that sort of darker Belgian Trappist style, we are definitely going to find a bottle of that. Absolutely. Num, 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 we'll num. check out our friendly local beer shop. Yeah. Uh, I think it's time we tried a beer, don't yeah, we? Yeah, should we try a beer? Yeah. Let's try a beer. So, what have we got first? We have got Yulu from Sirencraft. Lovely. It's very lovely. So, very pale. Um, it doesn't specify what tea it is. It does say loose leaf, which I approve of because tea bags are garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't specify which type of tea. Um, I would posit that since they are alluding to bergamot and lemon notes on the back, that it might be an Earl Grey. Yes. But equally, it might be just a kind of standard breakfast black tea. And then they've added uh, the lemon zest and some bergamot oil and that kind of thing and for those not in the know earl grey being just a black tea delicious bergamot and <laughs> does it have lemon in as well or is no it just it's a, just the bergamot. Just well, bergamot well just my, you can add lemon of course and bergamot's a type of orange <laughs> yes <laughs> it's a little it's a little orange um and it's not oh. the same as um there's another bergamot which is i think the normal bergamot oil um but that's a herb but yeah bergamot's a little orange um it's a hybrid of something but i cannot for the life remember what okay just added to black tea Lovely. Absolutely. So, uh, as Rachel says, very light, very pale. It's quite weak, this one. It's only three point something. Is it? Okay. <laughs> yes, you've got the bottle. I have. But also, I just tried some and it doesn't taste... You know, some, some beers just... Um, you go, oh, it's really low ABV. And you go, yeah, yeah obviously, I can tell. Mm. Um, it is 3.6. 3.6, yes. Yeah, yeah Siren Craft are very good at the very big and the very little so absolutely mm. they're just they're good with flavors which mm. is nice so you do want beer to have flavor and that is a very nice flavor yes it's still definitely beer i'm getting beer but i'm also getting all those other lovely things that orange and that lemon yeah uh, coming through very strong lovely it is beer it is sort of lemony i'm not getting a huge amount of orange and i'm not getting any tea yeah. not like tea tea no but then i suppose Similarly to breakfast brew, um, it's very difficult mm. to get 
the actual tea flavour. And would you want that necessarily with a bunch of hops and molten barley and the rest yeah. of your stuff? And because uh, I know this particular beer has gone through many iterations in the past as well. There there were various beers down this end with uh, all sorts of names <laughs> with Earl Grey in. Um, down this end, uh, strength-wise? Yes. Uh, I've had the very fortunate uh, means of seeing Sirencraft from when they first started and yeah. into where they're coming now. So there, there was... Um, the Love of Work or something like that was the first one. And then they did the Vermont Oh, yeah. That was party. like 2.9 or something, wasn't it? Uh, it was that really might have been low. Half-mast. Oh, yeah. It's half-mast, I'm thinking. Yes. But yeah, yeah Love of Work was, uh, I believe, an Earl Grey Pale down at three point something. That was and really And then nice. Vermont Tea Party was another Earl Grey Pale. And then uh, out came Yulu and it just is so much zingier and Yeah, and it's very and fresh. We've, and we've, we've had it before. Um, it's been on at the pub and we've had bottles and stuff in. Um, but also it's just been, it was one of those beers that you just go, oh, the heat wave and this beer, this is perfect. Lovely. Um, and it's, it's just really, really refreshing. Yeah. And delicious. Lovely. A prime example of, oh, sorry. A prime example of adding a very fruity, delicious tea to your very delicious easygoing beer. Absolutely. Should we try something else? Yeah, go on then. Yay. So what have we got next? So staying very local to us, what are based in Reading sorts, we have gone with Wild Weather Ales Storm in a Teacup. Delicious. Yes, a, a very, very, uh, it's spoiler alert, it's very nice. I've had it many times before. Yeah. So uh, having the excuse to try it out and try out all these lovely tea beers in a row, I leapt at the chance. Also, it was free. Yay. Because your sister <laughs> brought it around for us. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Woo. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a bit darker uh, due to the ABV, I presume, being 6%. So going from 3.6 to 6 is going to be quite a jump. But luckily. I think smells, we'll survive it. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh, it smells good. It's just lovely. Quite, I do think it tastes more like tea. Yeah. You, um, it is specifically an Earl Grey. Uh, is it an Earl Grey IPA or just an Earl mm-hmm. Grey Pale? Earl Grey IPA. Um, I do think it tastes more like actual tea. Um, whether yeah. that is just because it's stronger yeah. and therefore uh, what I'm actually tasting is sort of the normal beer astringency or uh, the tannins in a normal kind of stronger beer rather than actual tea and my taste buds are fooling me. I have no idea. I don't care. It's really nice. Mm. And it's got a horse on the can. I, like that's I, um, nice. Getting that, the, the bergamot lingers so much more yeah. than anything else. It's surprisingly a little bit floral. Yeah. Which is really lovely. But not floral, it doesn't, it's not floral, floral, it's just a little bit kind of, there's just something there. And if you didn't maybe know before today that uh, mm. bergamot was a tiny little orange, then you you maybe <laughs> would think it potentially was a flower no, or I, um, similar. I think in, in the mid-range there, I'm getting very big, heavy, sweet orange flavour, which is so nice. It's floral at the start. You've got, the, yeah, you've got that leafy floral. Uh, it's got a start. really orangey um mm. I really don't want to use the word nose. <laughs> just aroma. did. Aroma. Thank you. It's got a really orangey aroma, um, which is very pleasant. Uh, and a little bit unexpected given it's Earl Grey. Mm. But again, bergamots are a tiny orange, so I guess not that unexpected. 
and as a delicious contrast to the yulu it's it's not got any of that sort of zesty zinginess no uh, it's no. more sweet and just lovely so even on the on the yulu bottle they do when the ingredients it does say they've added lemon zest oh, which wow. i think you can tell yeah whereas i don't think this one i i would guess that they haven't added lemon zest to this but you do have the can so you can tell me um yes let's have a look uh, no the, on the ingredients list is literally tea that's it <laughs> that was we're actually very, drinking a can of tea very impressive tea yeah uh no water malted barley hops yeast tea that's great yeah i think you can tell i do i think you can tell yeah so fantastic work wild weather that, yeah. that is really good and what uh, a surprise you've made a, a beer that we love <laughs> I've I've had this many times, so this is this is no surprise. But yeah, it's, so have I. <laughs> I've never done a direct comparison with Yulu, so that that's been that's been very interesting. No, it's a, yeah, it, yeah. Okay, next up, what have we got? Well, let's go get it. Yes. So for our third and final beer, what do we have? So it was quite a task finding um, any green tea beers, any green tea jasmine beers, any jasmine beers um we've been looking for them kind of for the last couple of weeks and then uh today as a thank you for unrelated manual labor uh your sister <laughs> dropped over this rather lovely can of another wild weather ales one uh, it's called the complete history it's a collaboration with slopes game room which is nice um and it's a jasmine saison at 5.5 yes so, so i've never tried this i've never even heard of it i did not know they did a jasmine beer that's very exciting yes, for me we lucked out with that yeah we really did um so i'm excited to well get it in my face really mm, already on the nose uh it is smelling super saison like there there are hints of that jasmine flavor coming through but the the saison yeast character is, yeah that is comes through much big, more strongly oh uh, yes i'll mention yeah it's sort of amberish in color um not quite sort of quick crisp super light saison but uh it's quite strong isn't it five point uh 5.5? 5.5. How's it tasting? That's lovely. I, it's probably because we've just been drinking a buttload of jasmine tea, jasmine green tea, but not getting a huge amount of jasmine, but it's a lovely saison. I am getting jasmine there. Oh, maybe I've wow. just dulled myself to it. <laughs> You've had too much tea. I'm going to drink some water and then try oh. again. And that's one of the fascinating things about reviewing beers with your wife is you don't mind <laughs> completely contradicting her. I'm sorry. So mean. <laughs> yeah. But wow. Just the difference in the aroma and the flavor are huge there. Like the jasmine, I wasn't getting anything in the aroma really. But then just that that taste, it's big. Yeah, no, that's better. I've had some water and it does actually taste like jasmine now. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just the tea. Um, yeah, that's, that's just delicious. Mm. So really like, because Saison's obviously can be very... Well, similar to a, a badly brewed tea, I suppose. It can be a bit <laughs> overwhelmingly sort of vegetable manure-y kind of, oh, what is this actual yeah. flavour? You can get a lot of weird funk. You can get a lot of weird funk. Weird funk's a terrible band name. Um, <laughs> but that's just really, it's really nicely balanced. It's quite crisp, actually, I think. In, yeah. Not in a zesty way, just in a, it's very refreshing. Yeah, I'm going to do a... I don't know where I put my Yulu. <laughs> oh, wow. They work so well together as well because they... You're going to do a new beer blend. Yeah. Well, they're, they're nice. They're, they're 
obviously the jasmine one's a little bit maybe crisper but the uh storm in a teacup is so sweet and oh just lovely i'm so glad we had this tea party <laughs> <laughs> mm. but yes uh, fantastic work wild weather uh two out of two beers there brilliant fantastic work Soundcraft. a pleasure as always uh, I believe there is one more beer left to try. Is it the wort? It is the wort. Exciting! Yay! How's it tasting? Delicious! Yay! Bye! Bye! Bye.